Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'll level with you. We've done this intro three times because I couldn't get it right. Welcome to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Bet365. I'm Pete. I'm joined by Luke and Jim. Shush. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, mate. Hello, Peter. You all right? Uh, been up for like four hours. Yeah. I shouldn't be so loose. Have, no. ta- have you taken that gobstopper out of your mouth? Brilliant reminder of what a great job Marcus does. It really <laughs> yeah. is. He's, you know, he's so fleet of foot when it comes to doing uh, radio and podcastery. So, uh, yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, it's good to have you along once again. Uh, you all right? You had a good week? It's, been, it's fun, been like mate. two days since we did the last ramble. It's I know. exciting. I know. It's good because of the, because of the new year. It's been good. Fixture congestion. I'm still buzzing, and Pete, you could have written it off and said you're still buzzing after that game last night. I know, right? Fantastic. Well, let's talk about the game. Let's pile straight in. Arsenal 2, Arsenal 2, Chelsea 2. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. Who's who done you, this to you? What have you know. been doing in this four hours since you got up? We've done like a Luke and Pete show in between. I was all right in that, wasn't I? And yeah. suddenly, when it's the big show. I presume you knew how to speak, though, Luke. Well, right? Yeah. He was fine. <laughs> <laughs> An incredible final half hour, Jim. You must have been. Pumped after that one, yeah. It's, when uh, Kylo Ren slotted on, yeah, he does look like Kylo Ren. We've discussed this before, and I, I won't have it that he doesn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a wonderful goal. It'd be nice if um, if Arsenal didn't need to do that, but at the same time, I am sort of enjoying the drama of the the home games against against mm. the bigger sides. It's um, it's, it's been brilliant. If we can't. We can't win a game, at least make it really, really entertaining. <laughs> it's worth the uh, entrance fee, certainly. Um, I enjoyed the game. Nothing is worth the entrance <laughs> fee. <laughs> that is true, actually, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I enjoyed the game tremendously, Pete, to answer your question. Mm. Um, An incredible 33 chances I know. during that match. Um, and um, there was no shortage of incident, really, <laughs> um, of, of, of different different types, not yeah. just uh, goal-scoring opportunities and things like that. Um, and I think you made a good point in the running order you put here, which you said, after a hectic Christmas schedule, did anyone expect such a such a game? Mm. Because, it, I mean, what tends to happen, I think, um, or in my mind at least, and maybe people can tell me I'm wrong, but in my mind, I think towards this part of the season, people do get a bit, teams do, do get a bit fatigued. Mm. Yeah. You do see teams just try not to lose a little bit more, but this wasn't like that at all. Mm. It was a fantastic advert uh, for, for the game. I, I really enjoyed it. And yeah, in addition to this, Arsene Wenger's having a bit of a time of it at the moment as well. Um, and not, and not in the Wenger out type. But no. In the sort no. Of, uh, he's gone completely <laughs> Alex Jones, Infowars, conspiracy yeah. theory, mad. Well, I think before the game, Conte said, like, if you feel anything, 
just go over. Don't yeah. even you yeah. don't even have to pretend you're in foul. Just sit down if you want. They mm. they will give us a penalty today. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you made it. made a rod for his back. Um, I don't think it was a penalty. I think it was a frustrating um, awarding of a penalty. But um, I think he should perhaps wind his neck in a little bit because you know it's it's not going to serve any positive purpose. And I saw an amazing stat today, which is that um, Arsenal now conceded twenty three Premier League penalties in a row. Wojciech Szczesny saved the last one in the Premier League uh, yeah. in, in 2013, in August 2013. Peter has never saved one for Arsenal. I know no, that. It's, I mean, that is, um, that's not great. That needs improving. Can, can Ideally, I... you don't give so many away. But... Yeah, well, if you're going to concede that many, you need a keeper who can serve them, I suppose, mm. isn't it? I'm going to disagree with you, Jim, as far as I think it was a penalty. And I think the replay shows, in my opinion, that you know he, he kicked the bottom of his foot. Hazard makes the most of it, but we're used to seeing that from players. My, my point, Re-Renga, though, is that he can say what he likes after the game and he can watch it back on the video and stuff. The idea was, to me, that based on his comments leading up to the game, you know he's got to be in his bonnet about that stuff already. Yeah. And, and the way he reacted when the referee awarded the penalty halfway through the second half, Wenger was going crazy and yeah. there was absolutely nowhere on earth he could have seen it. Mm. So he's all, if, even if that was a complete stonewaller, he was completely cleaned out by Bellerin, Wenger probably would have reacted the same because he's got the idea in his mind that everyone's against yeah. him and they're going to give penalties. Well, is, is this perhaps him trying to maybe cultivate what we've seen Jose Mourinho do? Well, that's United what I was going to say. To... But he's tried this before and it never seems to translate. It never seems to work. The players never... I, I can't imagine him going back to his players and going... Like it's a, instead of like hauling them over the course, sort of going, oh, they're all against us. Let's fight. Let's fight. Let's fight. But I, I just with him, I just don't yeah. see it. Well, I think that that's not Wenger's personality, is mm. it? That's not the brand he's, he's promoted over the years. The brand of Wenger is he plays this brilliant sort of almost altruistic, fluid, attractive football. So mm. if you then suddenly try and do this kind of siege mentality thing, it's not go- it's not right. That that hasn't been built and that hasn't been cultivated. So you can't just switch that on or off. Mm. Apart from the um, non penalty save. Uh, so to speak, from from um, Czech. To be honest, it wasn't that great a penalty. It was a bit of a like no. a dinked kind of job. But he watched could him. Have easily he been, watched yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hazard does that a lot. He watches the keeper mm. the whole time, mm. and as soon as he makes it, uh, I mean, these these athletes are pretty. You know, when it comes to sport, they're obviously very very perceptive. Mm. As soon as he m- moves a muscle, he knows. He knows exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Also, incredible, I think, really. Um, Eden Hazard has incredibly intimidating thighs. <laughs> and, a, and he's got a huge ass as well. Yeah, he's, 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 he's packed got, down he's there. He's got a lot in the trunk. A lot of he's junk got a hell of a lot in the trunk. Oh, okay. it's, a, yeah. it's a very powerful lower lower part of the body. Very much mm. so. You open that trunk up, it's just muscle. Exactly. Just pure <laughs> muscle. A trunk muscle. Intimidating for a goalkeeper. A question I had in mind for you, Jim, um, as the Arsenal fan in the room and, and someone who has all, the, all my Arsenal questions direct to that. And our hearts. Uh, we talked quite a lot um, more recently about Jose Mourinho and the fact that and we, we, we refer him to, to Pep Guardiola and how well Guardiola has improved and mm. proven players at Man City. And perhaps Mourinho isn't doing that. A number of years ago, uh, you and I had a discussion about Ars- whether Arsene Wenger improves players or not. Mm. And if you look at that lineup that played um, last night, he's, he's, he's not really getting the best out of a lot of those players, is he? And and uh, is, is this what's at the, is this what's underpinning the whole Wenger out movement? Not the, just the fact that they're not winning enough outside of the FA Cup, but the there's fact no development. That, that could, and and the, the reason I came to this conclusion, by the way, is because I was reading about Diego Costa, who we're going to come on mm. to a bit later, I expect, um, and say that the reason they got Diego Costa is because they missed part of the reason for it was they missed out on Lacazette mm. because the, because of the transfer ban that came in at Atletico Madrid. And you have to make a decent argument. It's hypothetical, but you have to make a decent argument that Diego Simeone would be getting huge amounts more out of Lacazette than Wenger is at the moment. I think that's perhaps a little bit... Uh, I think the point is 
is generally fair, but I think Lacazette um, is going through a little bit of a goal drought, but he is making chances for himself. He's been a bit unlucky in terms of that, like, that turn and shot he did well. was quite nice. Yeah, he's he's. I think I'm not that worried about Lacazette. I think he'll keep plugging away, and I think the goals will start to come for him again, and we'll see a bit more from him. But in general, I think there are certainly players that have perhaps stagnated a little bit. I mean, um, Hector Bellerin has had a lot of um, criticism. He obviously scored last night and is capable of putting in very eye-catching performances because on he's his quick. day, he's a very quick player. He's not been that good recently, though, has he? No, he hasn't. I mean, he's not been sort of terrible, mm. but he has... Um He's certainly uh, not been at the standards we've seen from him. Um, Aaron Ramsey is another one who is kind of prone to kind of, you know, just just kind of quite muddy patches of form. So, he didn't play last night, did he? Uh, no, he didn't. No, he's injured at the moment. But um, Ozil comes in and out of form. He's in very good form at the moment. I, th- I think generally the problem is, as it has been for so long, it's just everyone's too comfortable at Arsenal. Yeah. You know it. I mean, it's, mm. you, you, The standards know, aren't perhaps high and that's as high as they should be. Well, I think it's because that squad know the reaction that's going to come to every possible set of scenarios because yeah. they've been through it all before. Yeah, so okay. I think there's mm. f- and certainly a fairness to that. And also, speaking of transfer bans, Arsene Wenger has imposed his own transfer ban on a lot of yeah. Arsenal for, yeah. for, for a little time. I've decided we're having a transfer ban. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, they have signed uh, the Greek defender Konstantinos uh, Mavropanos uh, straight out on loan, though. Straight yeah. out. Which implies Get, get out, Wenger's get in the thinking... Bundesliga. Yeah, he's probably thinking, I'll be here for another 10 years. I'll, I'll <laughs> develop him Pizza away New- from the... Pizza Newcastle fan, he's, he doesn't put any stock at all in planning for the future. No, God no. <laughs> I want it now. Immediacy. He's, I haven't seen him play, I'll be honest. He's gone out on loan to Werder <laughs> Bremen, but he, yeah. I did a bit of reading around him. He's very, very highly rated. Mm, so, yeah, I mean, it's a good signing for them long term. I don't have a problem with that. It's so easy to jump on the bandwagon and go, no, oh, they're not thinking about the immediate future, which is, you know, I think a separate issue. Um, I think long-term planning and short-term planning can, can be done at the same time. Mm. Of course. And going back to the Lacazette thing, I suppose the, I don't mean to jump on his back, I just, but I just don't think he looks a very effective player, and he hasn't done for a good few weeks well, now. His link-up play has been very good with, but, with but, Sanchez and Ozil in particular. But he's this is a player who was who was linked to coming to, to to England for or, or, or linked to a big move for for quite a long time. Had his best goal scoring return in his final season at Lyon, um, and. You'd, and, and a lot of those, lot of those goals he was scoring were big. You just score relentlessly. Mm. And I know the Premier League is probably quite a higher standard, but the league between the difference between France and, and England in terms of style and stuff isn't, isn't that big. Um, I just thought he'd be a bit more effective. And I think I personally think under a under a more hungry manager, mm. shall we say, I think he'd be more effective. He's mm. also got the problem if you look at the you know the, the goals he scored so far to minutes. He's been been hauled off a lot, and that's you know that's mm. obviously been a problem. Well, he, he didn't start for a, a vast swathe of uh, the start of the season, did he? No, so... against Liverpool, he didn't start. Mm. Which was and, but then he kind City of weirdly well. looked like their most effective striker. Yeah, but Wenger went for a phase, Pete, a short phase, admittedly, because he's not been there that long, Lacazette. But he went for a phase, and we talked about this, Jim, of not picking him for the big game. Mm. It's like well, you just signed him for fifty-seven million yeah, quid. Yeah, quite. Is. I know it's it's, oh, it's an overly cautious approach, I think sometimes. Yeah. And that's that's something that Wenger's suffered with for a long time. Mm. On the Chelsea side of the field, though, I mean, Hazard was very, very good. Yeah. They, they, they played right. They played well. It was a great game. Um, they, they, they had their chances, though. I mean, they, they probably could have been uh, out of sight. That, well, and, and do you know what? I was just gonna, I was just going to say, talking about it being a good advert for the game, certainly in this country. Mm. I'm sure. I am sure this happens in other leagues as well. But for me. The, um, the calling card of the Premier League is something like exactly what happened last night where um, Bayern scores in the 92nd minute to equalise. Drama, everything goes yeah. mad. Mm. Before the Arsenal fans have, have even stopped celebrating, Zappa Costa's hit the crossbar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. The other yeah. just, it's crazy. To the well, cross, do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of that time when England played Argentina and Sol Campbell had that goal disallowed. Yeah. And everyone piled down the other end yeah. of the pitch and Argentina oh. almost yeah. scored. Don't, don't. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. But I it, mean, on, on that kind of in the crossbar, I mean, obviously Costa scored within five minutes in the, in the Copa del Rey of him yeah. appearing on the field yeah. for, for... And uh, then hurt his leg, Madrid. didn't he? And then hurt his leg, but he was all right. He played walked it off in the end. Like, 
like Conde must have been like, oh, we only had Costa. Costa would have hit that. Costa hates Costa. Costa. Know. I know, yeah. but he would have hit that. I don't think he? he thinks about him too much. He's out of his mind now. <laughs> I, th- I think it's, it, that's the, the thing about the crossbar you say is great. We've spoken so many times about that kind of weird kind of mist that almost <laughs> descends on certain games where the three-three with Liverpool at the Emirates is a perfect example amazing. of this, where yeah. it feels like anything could happen and that seems to translate onto the pitch mm. and I think the performances of the two goalkeepers negated that a bit because obviously that's not a real thing like there's not some weird thing happening re- with reality but it very much feels like it is because all of the variables look in that way on the pitch yeah. but those two goalkeepers perhaps stopped that being another absolute ding dong and it, I mean mm. it still was but... yeah you're right they did made some good so the curious thing is is the, is the ebb and flow of the Premier League over the years uh, you guys will, will well remember as well as I do that we went through that phase a number of years ago where games between the top Four were just dull. They were yeah, nil nil. Yeah. One that was really drab. It was a cancel each other out. Partly the Mourinho effect. Partly people didn't want to lose. Yeah. And 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 what's happening now is actually a reverse of that. The games between the top six are seeming like they're brilliant, mm. but the lower league, t- the lower div- parts of the division yeah. teams are are really trying their hardest to not give anything mm. away. So it's mm. almost flipped on its on its on its head. Also, I mean, you know, when you, if you you have to go back a few years to think about this, but it used to be Man United and one other, and for a time that was Arsenal, and people would talk about the top two and and disregard the Champions League qualification places. Then that became the top four, and now the idea of a top six is mad. Yeah. The idea <laughs> that the, the sixth team in the country is something to celebrate is crazy, but it's testament to the you know the quality that we have in the league now. Are you saying that in 10 years' time we're going to be talking about the top 14? <laughs> um, you know, Arsenal, Arsenal go... Um, Arsenal play Forest this weekend in the Cup, um, the FA Cup, and, 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 and Forest are currently 11-2 to two with Bet365 to beat them. Um, so I mean, there's, there's going to be some churn, isn't there? £10 return, £65 including the stake, Pete. There's going to be some churn when it comes to the Arsenal uh, lineup, and perhaps some some churn return. Um, <laughs> yeah. I wonder if we're going to see Jack Wilshere again because well, he was great. To, yeah, I want to put a word in for him because I thought he was absolutely fantastic, and he's been great since coming back into the team. I remember a few months ago we were talking about Wilshere, and I remember we said that you know when December comes and games start coming thick and fast, he's going to be needed in that team, and he has stepped up so it, well. The, the lofted pass for uh, for Sanchez against Palace was excellent. Mm. And he's put some end product in, which but has it's, been great. Yeah, I think I think me and Luke were discussing on the WhatsApp page. It was when he sort of dinked a ball out to um, the right wing in between two players, and it was just such a beautiful yeah. little kind of just off the end of his toe. He can do that. He's such a cultured footballer when he wants to be, mm. and and his performances for um, Bournemouth were very different to yeah. how he how he slots in. It's Arsenal. funny, isn't it? It's really weird. Like he didn't. He didn't flatter to deceive, but he wasn't like amazing. He was at a lot more functional. Yeah, and it, it seems like I think he really wants to be at Arsenal. And you know, however, however much people have sort of criticised his, his motivation in the past, you, you see he feels at home there, and he really, really wants to sort of like have a second chance mm. at making a sort of legacy there. And if he keeps playing like this, then he's an asset to the team, and I think he stays in that team. But, but it's but just pro- about the, staying fit. The problem it? is how functional England are going to be in, in the summer. Well, Will well, we take him? Just on, <laughs> and you're right, Jim. You're absolutely right to bring up Wilshere's performance. I think he was excellent, and. Um, and inevitably this conversation about England again always comes up. And, and I'll say what I've said all season, really, which is in that, in that midfield, if you're going to play a two in there, you need someone like Dyer, who I would pick over Henderson, um, and you need someone who can pick up the ball on the half turn, driving them forward. Mm. You know, if, if, if Jack Wilshere carries on the way he's going, and, 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 and importantly, most importantly, I would suggest, stays in the team and continues to perform and stays yep. injury-free, Mm. the reality is and this is not faint praise for Wilshire this is just he's a playing, reality he'll be playing in a top four team very well, well there's no other candidates to do that wrong yeah. Yeah, people were talking about, about he's slightly um, behind Rooney <laughs> yeah exactly well maybe Rooney fancies that position himself. well yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> but you know, listen it's no point saying it again you it's, know what I mean it's yeah. his to lose uh, we'll move on to the uh, Merseyside Derby Friday night FA Cup fun people it's happening the third round of the FA Cup 
is without question my favourite weekend of the domestic season. It feels like when I first got into football. Yeah. It, yeah. it was post-World Cup and I kind of got my head round uh, the Premier League as it was then, uh, just just after 94, and just I was just getting into football and this was the first time I went, oh, this is exciting, isn't it? FA Cup. FA Cup at Christmas. Mm. Just after Christmas. The football oh, season a new competition. The, yeah. f- the football season doesn't fully start in my mind until the BBC or ITV patronise a non-league manager who is also so a um, mechanic. Yeah. Or if I see Ronnie Radford's goal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Some exactly. sort of VT about Wimbledon. Yeah, but what <laughs> a way... will definitely be coming up soon. Well, Wimbledon will be on... They're, they're going to Wimbledon, aren't they, mm. for the World Cup? Uh, yeah. For the World Cup, for the FA <laughs> Cup. Um, but what a great way to start the weekend. Yeah, yeah. incredible. Friday night, under the lights. Friday night, Merseyside. See, can we have Storm Eileen back or whatever it was? <laughs> <laughs> whip, it, whip it up a bit. Marnie really sleepy because he slept on a plane. So, Outrageous. So do you... Um, we expect Marley to feature, do we not? Even uh, though he's yeah. had a rough night the night before. Well, apparently so. I mean, who not? I mean, can Sam keep the Fab One at bay? Because it is going to be, well, Salah's injured, Coutinho's injured in massive inverted commas, yeah. uh, and uh, Marley's sleeping on a plane. So we, we we could see one, possibly two, yeah. uh, in this particular it's match. Because it's, it's a big match. It's a big match. But if you look at the depth Liverpool have, they've still got the options of Sturridge, Lalana, Oxlade Chamberlain, who's out to prove himself at the moment and actually is in a system that suits him very well. And then Solanke, who I think his hold up play has been excellent um, from what I've seen of him this mm. season so that's, uh, that is damning with fake praise that is damning <laughs> with fake yeah. praise but he's a young player that's just trying to find his way in a big team and I think from what he's done he, he's done well so far he's a young boy in a big team let's do it <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I just you know where you're going with it the groove la, la, I, can't, la, la, la. I can't talk but I can certainly sing yeah, yeah, that's if, all if I'm the groove's there you simply have to tap yeah, into I it he's just following R- the groove rhythm's going to get you um, as they always say so you, you mentioned Coutinho injured in inverted in inverted uh, commas mm. um, this, this thing that's reared its head this morning about Thomas Lamar um, who's reportedly a, wants to go to Liverpool now. did someone say Kendrick Lamar yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know so um, Lamar. Thomas Lamar drank uh, <laughs> is, uh, is apparently looks like he might be there's a possibility to go to Liverpool right. if that's the case surely that means yeah. that Coutinho is, uh, yeah, yeah, is yeah. almost done and dusted and he'll be on his way But I mean um, you'd be surprised if he went in January right I don't know. Talk you, of it. Well, Pete made a good point. He asked. A, uh, he said um, to me the, um, yesterday, "Why aren't Liverpool just doing a deal with Barcelona to agree for Casillas to move in the summer?" Yeah, I, I think I was echoing Jamie Carragher's. Uh, oh, well, okay, uh, right. As well. yeah. But yeah, it's like I mean they, they've got that that deal. Okay, he's coming in in the summer. Mm. Why don't they have that sort of in place as well? I, I mean, wonder. Uh, if they tried to. I think they tried to move the Cater deal um, to January. Yeah. Because obviously they, they 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 need resources. Let's say, but yeah, I wonder if it's you know it's one thing for for Leipzig to do that. And it's another thing for Liverpool to do it. It's a bit of a loss mm, okay. of face, isn't it? Right. Saying, all right, you, we'll keep on to this player for six months, but we accept that he's yours in the summer. I mean, Loss of face. Does... It's Coutinho, though, mate. Like, oh, he I, is I a know, very, but... very gifted footballer. Come on, this is Liverpool, though. You know, well, this is a huge institution. I don't know if they're going yeah, to want so to do they, that. Yeah, so then they should have more power. They should have more power to kind of, you know, have these stipulations in the contract. Who's got the most power in this room, Pete? Uh, me, because I can bench press 120. <laughs> and you can tap something. into the groove whenever you like. I know, yeah. No, I, have he... access to the gro- I have access to the groove tap whenever I want. He, so. does, he doesn't put um, the measurement of weight in that. <laughs> 120 what ounces grams <laughs> <laughs> um, is a Friday night treat uh, Everton against Liverpool in, in the FA Cup Everton are 7-1 to one with Bet365 to beat the Reds at Anfield 
Um, so I suppose it's Liverpool v Everton, technically mm. speaking. £10 will return £80, including stake. Well, what I would say is, check out this amazing stat. Nobody has ever scored a winning goal in a Merseyside derby FA Cup tie at Anfield. 116 years old, that it's record. quite a lot of clauses in there, though, isn't there? Mm. Well, yeah, no, right there. well, FA Cup tie at Anfield. <laughs> FA Cup derby at, at, at Anfield. No one's ever scored if it's, it. If it's a stat that hasn't got a calendar year in it, I'm not interested. <laughs> Our record's getting clausier. 116 years. Calendar I, usually, years. I usually hate those kind of um, stats, but I mean, that, that is a, a wonderful piece of work. Uh, Cenk Torsen, he's uh, in for Everton, it sounds like. It's good. It'll be good to see him in the Premier League. I hope that does happen because um, I think he's a very exciting player. I think he's got all... I know, I know you sort of set yourself up for another Andre Voren and every time yeah. I say this... Another <laughs> Mitrovic. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but if you look... I mean, Tosa scored goals in the, um, in the in the Champions League this season. Mm. He's, he's a strong player. He's got two good mm. feet. Um, I think he'd be well suited. And, oh, mm. More importantly, by the way, and I'm sure you guys would agree, perfectly what Everton need. I mean, they just so obviously yeah, need him. I mean, I've been, I've been obviously watching Everton closely as we all have this season because of the expectations on them. And you know what? I've actually come to the conclusion that I think they need a striker. <laughs> I think you might be right yeah. you are you the man for the job <laughs> profoundly not uh, no, yeah. uh, well it's time for us to uh, hear from Jim Campbell he's got some correspondence on yeah. his laptop I I've reckon got, probably. I've got access to the correspondence lovely so yeah I'm going to dive in the oh hello there Ramble hello mate oh hello Enjoying there that. bloody love the show thanks bloody love you mate on the subject of important moments in sport missed I'd like to rewind to the 30th of May 1979 my dad was lucky enough to travel to Munich to watch our beloved and at the time great Nottingham Forest playing the European Cup final. Five minutes before half-time, he thought he'd do the honourable thing of going to use the payphone to wish his mum and grandma... uh, Sorry, mum, my grandma, a happy birthday. I mean, that is... That's insane. That's isn't a baffling it? That's decision. In, that's a crazy decision, and it would backfire. Just as she answered, the million-pound man Trevor Francis nodded home. What would be the winner? The game ended one yeah. 0 and my dad didn't see the goal for two weeks. Let's remember that. <laughs> yeah. Nineteen seventy-nine. Oh, yes. That's that. What an incredible thing to miss. But that's not the end. Fast forward thirty-five years and one day. The setting is Wembley Stadium. <laughs> Carl Froch is about to take on George Groves. Proud of Froch being from Nottingham, many of us went down. Glorious day on the booze. Not to be outdone by my dad's previous cock-up, in the seventh round, I went to the toilet, subsequently missing Froch, knocking out Groves in the eighth. <laughs> I since have been to many Forest games and have missed piss all. Cheers. <laughs> and you like this. Big Ash from big, Nottingham. Big, big Ash. Oh, Big Ash. Don't nice. mess with Big Ash. Sorry, mate. Cloud. That's a shame. <laughs> big Ash I wonder, I wonder what. Um, I wonder what's going to befall his son. Big Ash's yeah. son. Yeah. Who it's knows? General, it's the curse. Some Nottingham-based calamity. curse. Maybe a Mr. Winning Goal in the futuristic robot derby final. <laughs> Who knows? Or, <laughs> or, or Robot Wars. Because yeah. let's be honest, in 30 years, that will be amazing. I that love, will be the best thing on TV. I love Robot that's, Wars that, now. That is the natural crescendo to VAR, I think, in many ways. Yes, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Another one. Hi, guys. I'm not sure if this is a real quote from Brendan Rogers, but it's outstanding either way. Now, this was doing the rounds a little while ago, but we didn't mention it. And I, I think, oh, I think yes, we yes, need yes, to. Yes. So, um, so he's talking about you know what, what he loves about... About, uh, uh, being a being at Celtic and, and, and the season mm. and he says the biggest thing is probably an old lady Patsy who's in her 70s she stands outside our hotel every game we play she wears her Brendan hat her Brendan scarf her son came up to me not so long ago and said thank you so much you've given her a new lease of life that makes me as happy as picking up any trophy we had to let her go in the end she was rubbish <laughs> <laughs> she was rubbish do you, like, do you reckon like Brendan just reads his own press in the newspapers rather than on the online forums and on Twitter and probably, how he's yeah. see because nobody really really mentions that he is the new David Brent kind of character. Yeah. Like, he, nobody really mentions I, that he's I, a ridiculous I, human being. Sure, I would, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if you're in the if, press. If you're at the level of um, of Rogers, like you're managing a big club and you know, you're in that rarefied atmosphere. Would you even bother going online? 
I mean, I don't, <laughs> well, I don't think I would. Busy, why, yeah. why do you need to? I mean, yeah. you yeah. get news from, from the TV, the papers or whatever. Yeah. Go online to a couple of respectable news sites, but you wouldn't be mucking around in this bog, would you, where we are? <laughs> Absolutely, very much so. Uh, that, that was from Will, F- uh, Will Peatfield from Guernsey, by the way. Uh, I've got another one here, Luke. This, uh, this concerns you. Okay. Um, so, uh, evening all. I'll strap myself in, Jim. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's all good. Evening all. During Going for Gold on Tuesday's pod, I noticed Luke briefly mentioned that Nigel Martin moment when being interviewed by a newspaper in Bristol. Well, the student rag you generously referred to as a newspaper was my student rag, and I was one of the two pretend journalists who were interviewing you lovely lot. Just I'd email in to confirm the veracity of this story and also provide you with a clue that Luke was able to correctly guess from. I was born in Cornwall in August 1966, 12 days after England won the World Cup. To which, after a bit of banter about Pete's Cornish accent impression, Luke tentatively replied, It's not Nigel Martin, is it? Absolute bedlam ensued, sufficiently distorting our audio clip, making it unusable. (laughs) (laughs) Worth it, though. I hope this will be be set as the gold standard for all future going for golds. Keep up the good work, Stefan Rolnick. Not not for the work, not not for the first time, our boisterousness has uh, destroyed a a perfectly good piece of audio. Indeed. I've never got one that quick since, though. We've had a few that have been... Got on one. I mean, we? there's but not that many Cornwall footballers, is there? Really? I think that's probably think that was the key the, to how yeah. I got it. Um, but yeah, well, obviously we play that every Monday, so you have to tune in next week to hear the next one. But yeah. when when Nigel Martin saved that ball, he went I don't know the top. That was my impression of uh, Cornwall. Yeah, yeah. It was poor then, and it's poor um, then. And the absence of poor now. Speller will be turning in his grave if mm. you're dead. He's dead. from dead. We should clarify that. We haven't heard from him for a little while. Last time we saw him, he was eating some meat in Argentina. Well, when in Rome? When in Rome? When in Rome? All right, then, we're going to have a little bit of chat uh, regarding the Battle of Westeros, West Ham United versus West Brom, uh, Bromish Albion. Uh, but before that, Luke. Yeah, Massimo Oddo flying at Udinese. Vincenzo Montella taking charge of Sevilla just ahead of a huge derby game. Arch-Turkish tough guy Fatty Tarim taking over Galatasaray for a fourth time. If all that sort of thing floats your boat, go and download On the Continent, a European football podcast with James Horncastle and Andy Brassel. Search On the Continent wherever you get your pods. Pete, have you been listening? I've been listening. Uh, you compared uh, Jibs Horncastle to a man off the telly I'd never heard of. Um, the BBC uh, presenter of Coast, Neil Oliver. Mm, okay, yeah. nice. Right. One's a cele- celebrated archaeologist uh, and the other is James Horncastle. There we go. <laughs> uh, right, we'll be back with uh, a bit of West Ham, bit of West Brom, bit of Swansea, bit of Spurs, bit of Spurs, bit of West Ham. Job done. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. If I had 99 more England caps, I'd have had 100. 
The Van Nightingale Mall, England, Captain Van Hundred. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, the Bet365 show. The Battle of Westeros happened. West Brom playing for a second time in three days. Can I just say that that impression you did there of Chris Sutton actually sounded quite a lot like Jim Davidson. Mm. <laughs> Is that right? It okay. really reminded me of Jim Davidson. Wow. I, I can't remember how I did it now. How does Jim Davidson sound? <laughs> just try and do Chris Sutton again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but more right wing. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, West we, we Brom presume. West Brom were playing for the second time in three days. Uh, but they were beaten in injury time after Andy Carroll finished from a tight angle. I, there's something about Andy Carroll. I can't let it go. I love him too much. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's good. He's a wrecking ball. He's yeah. like Fellaini, but with product. End product, my friends. Hair product. Yeah. <laughs> well, they've both got hair product. Just different yeah, hair product. Yeah. Oh. And West Bromwich Albion are a genuinely awful team. They They're are. Dreadful aren't they? at the moment, aren't and they? my fear for them, and I don't think I've mentioned this, but forgive me if I have, my fear for them is, what is Alan Pardew known for as a manager? It's not a joke. What is he seriously known for? It's coming in, turning the team around, stabilising it mm. for a bit, quickly, as yeah. you say, and then it's sort of all falling apart down the old Pardew slide. They're not buying it, though, are they? No. Nope. His usual kind of, like, camaraderie and laddishness hasn't really kind of gotten through. Do you think maybe it's because this is so profoundly true of Pardew now that players know it? Mm. And, and simply don't I mean, players have, have been faith on the forums. in... Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Do, they, do they just not have faith in Pardew as a manager to the point where it's negating the bounce? I mean, he's a ridiculous human being at the best of times, but I mean, you'd think that footballers are slightly uh, less reconstructed, let's say, and they could sort of fall for stuff, but yeah. I mean, it's, it's rare I sort of ask this question because I try and get stuff prepared beforehand, obviously. I can't remember the last time West Brom won a game. No. I can't remember. I, 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 in my mind, I've got nothing in there. Mm. I, I think they were quite spirited against Arsenal where they got a point, mm. um, which annoyed Jim at the time and probably still annoys him now. Yep. But generally, they're, they're very, very poor. Their last five matches, lose, lose, draw, draw, lose. Yeah. Terrible form. They're just a That's very... relegation form and they're only I, second. I think it goes way back further than that, Pete, as well. Yeah. Way beyond that. They're just a very blunt side. You don't know where those goals are coming from. And again, they just look a bit like fodder, don't they? You mm. expect everyone they play to, to, to win them, against yeah. them, really. Even the teams right down and mm. below them, apart from maybe Swansea, are obviously picking up a little bit in terms of their performances. John Carver's least. face is getting redder and redder. <laughs> They're going away to Exeter City, aren't they, in the FA Cup? No, indeed. That's a potential banana skin. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, everything skin. is a potential banana skin. Isn't it? Training is a potential banana skin at the moment. Maybe, maybe. What, you think they might loot? Oh, <laughs> how, have we, how have both teams lost? <laughs> skins and bibs. <laughs> Why are we in skins, Alan? <laughs> um, why isn't... Uh, can I go back to Andy Carroll briefly? Is that yeah, all right? Yeah. Should we just let him do this? Just do let me need, do this. Do you need a couple Why of isn't Andy Carroll's injury situation more of a loss for England? Because, because, he, because he doesn't play for England. Because, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm and saying I think that it's long he accepted. should be in the conversation bearing in mind how well he's played for them in the past well, I think he's just not regarded in that frame anymore because you can't rely on him so right. to, to, to you know you're just setting yourself up for a, for a fall aren't you which will then lead to a long term mm. injury um, um, and I don't think it, it's only ever going to be a plan B for England not, can, I be, can I be more harsh than you Jim absolutely um, he hasn't <laughs> played for England for over five years he's not good enough and he's oh. never going to play for them again alright well that's uh, problem solved isn't it yeah. uh, Luke never mind um, <laughs> but he's always given West Ham something a little bit different and it, uh, he'll give any team uh, I, I would like to refer to the word always there <laughs> yeah. when he's on the field right when he's on the field um yeah, I mean, West Brom, possibly quite rightly getting upset about um, playing for the second time in three days. Does yeah. Alan Pardew have a point? I mean, Spurs have got a similar situation. They played on Tuesday. They're going to be playing on Thursday. I think well, does this happen every year? I'm fairly certain it doesn't happen in such an egregious fashion. It, it does happen every year, and I think every manager that complains about it has a point. Mm. It's, it's just crazy. Well, if you look, is it not worse this year, Jim, because of the World Cup? 
possibly. And is it not where and the Spurs situation, I believe, is because they wanted to play on New Year's Eve. Right. And um, the police said, we can't handle New Year's Eve in London and a Spurs game at yes. Wembley. Yeah, yeah. So right. if you want to play in Wembley, you can only have 40,000 tickets. And Spurs were like, well, we've got more than that season ticket holders. That's not going to work. So right. they had to do it that way. Uh, okay. Um, I, I, I feel I don't have the facts in front of me, but I feel like it's been squeezed up because of the World Cup. Perhaps. I mean, mm. even so, though, we have this every year and every team is having injury problems. A lot of them are muscle strains as well, which obviously comes from players being over, overworked. Mm. So it's, it's, def- it's undoubtedly a real thing, yeah. but it's just, it's just how it is, isn't it? And, and managers just have to get through it. But I can completely understand the frustration of that. It's like, at this point, your players are running on empty and they're all injured. Like, yeah. you, you know, when, it, when you're really sort of stuck there, uh, in the mire, like Pardew is in his particular situation, it must be frustrating. Well, Arsenal had to play a bit of a weekend back three yesterday, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. They, w- they wouldn't have been their first. I mean, Koscielny didn't play for example. No, Koscielny has a long-standing um, muscle problem that has to be managed anyway, so he's sort right, of okay. technically always injured. But okay. yeah, Harrying this, this sort of yeah, this <laughs> kind of pile-up really puts a strain on that. That makes him an even better player, in my opinion. He's still very good. Yeah. Can you imagine what it'd be like if he was fully fit? Yeah. <laughs> it's like no, Ledley right. King. He's like, his knees just dust and he's the best yeah. England defender yeah. we've had for <laughs> yeah, no, ages. A right, yeah. um, lot of poorly be- be- here fans this week. Has to be uh, said, Jake Livermore, obviously the big story uh, in this particular match. He tried to reach a fan who made a remark about the, uh, the, the death of his son, the sad death of his son. Um, also Dunfermline, north of the border, Dean Shields had fake eyes thrown on the pitch. Uh, it's not for the first time people have got in trouble for... Um, oh, d- d- um, Dean's actually only got one eye. Um, an yeah, he lost his sight in, yeah, in one eye. Um, I kind of get the sense, people, that one-upmanship on social media and stuff and bants on Twitter and Facebook yeah. kind of contribute to this kind of thing. Oh, Am absolutely. I massively wider the mark on this no, one? I, I this new kind of like banter lad kind of identity. I'd... I don't, I don't know. think it's new, but I think there's horrible little crevices of the internet where it can breed and sort of be unchecked. I mean, certain certain points of Reddit we've all seen and like mm. all kinds of different like little holes in the internet. Like um, nobody turns up to a football match with a fake eye in their pocket just to show uh, their yeah. friends. They do it to put to it online outrageous. and go, look at this, look at what I've done, aren't I an edgy yeah. edgelord guy? Absolutely. They haven't thought about, you know, that there being a human being behind that, perhaps mm. because they're young. And also the idea of doing that sort of thing on the internet is you don't see the consequences of that. Mm. If you're mm. if you're really trying to hurt someone, you don't then you don't learn from what that does to that person mm. and think, oh that's, I don't feel like a very nice person. I'm going to stop behaving like this. Worse than this, there are two Falkirk players who are currently banned um, for, for making comments to Dean Shields about his eye mm. um, in, in a previous game. It's absolutely disgusting. Yeah. And, and the, I guess the, the difference between the two incidents, obviously both, both bad, the, the, the Dean Shields one, that, they've planned that ahead of time. Yeah, I exactly, mean, yeah, the, the yeah. West Ham one, you'd like to think that guy's got, I'm obviously not defending it because it was horrific, but the guy's got a little bit over-effusive and overzealous mm. and, and, and got carried away with himself. And, and, and had a, that information in his head. I don't even. It's yeah. one of the things that kind of yeah. like happens, and it does sadly happen from time to time. But like to have that in the forefront of your mind is insane. There's, there's a really, and it is worth pointing out on that Jake Livermore incident that um, West Brom have said they were very happy with how West Ham handled it. They mm. identified the fan very quickly, ejected right. him, and banned him. Jake Livermore Correct. said he, uh, they don't want to make it a police incident. He's happy mm. with how it's handled. Of course, he's very upset about it. But there's a really good book about um, called Among the Thugs, right, by a guy called Bill Buford, who I think was a New York Times journalist in the 80s. And he came over and he followed around um, football fans, hooligans, essentially, yeah. in, in the dark old days of the, of the 70s and 80s, I believe. Uh, and he, he draws a really interesting sort of psychological difference between the way people behave in crowds and the way people behave individually. Yeah. And this thing that's happened with Livermore is a te- if, if you're interested yeah. in that type of behaviour, just because you like to read about the psychology of individuals who behave in that way, mm. that's a brilliant book to read because mm. there's absolutely no way that guy would have done that one-on-one on the street. to Jake Livermore on the street yeah. because he just wouldn't have done it. So mm. it's, it, 
terrible, terrible incident. I'm pleased it was dealt with so swiftly by West Ham. They deserve credit for that, and hopefully the guy will, will never be seen again at a football match. Mm. And, uh, well, back on the pitch, it is Shrews versus West Ham at the weekend. It's the... Uh, it's the Murray Derby. <laughs> tough game for them. It's a tough game for them, you know, because Shrewsbury are doing well. They're okay. I'm going to see them at Fratton Park at the end of the month, so I'll see what they're all about. But they're a good team. They're 3-1 to one to beat West Ham in the Cup this weekend. They're having a good season so far uh, with Bet365. That is, of course, £10 returns, £40 including stake. Mm. Well, there we go. Uh, let's move on to Spurs. Obviously, the uh, title is over for Pochettino's boys, but uh, there, was, there was a football match happening on Tuesday. Swansea City uh, nil Spurs 2. Biblical conditions. Yeah, it was oh, they really amazing, were. amazing, wasn't it? One Did of my guys... highlights of that game Sorry, was um, was when Deli Ali scored. And do you see the amount of rain that just came off the net? It was, <laughs> it was like an exploding water balloon. It was brilliant. Where the water lives. It's yeah. <laughs> the first time in a very long time, certainly in the Premier League, I can remember watching the game thinking I think this is going to be called off yeah mm. the it's with because there's such great drainage in the Premier League you know drainage is world class Pete world yeah. class mate say what you like about the amount of quality coaches we produce in England <laughs> but do not come to me with complaints about our drainage skills do you remember in like the 90s where I think probably mentioned this about three weeks ago on the show but um, Chelsea's um, pitch was just Stamford Bridge was just a sound oh, it, it used to be it no, was it insane was, it was known as the potato field wasn't yeah, it right. it was that bad for a time Such but I, I mean they had pitch. I think they had real problems with getting enough sunlight on it or something like that right okay Pompey's has got a camber in the middle of it so oh, you, I was saying this on the constant this week. Mm. If you sit at the front of um, the stand, so you're 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 the first first yeah, row. Yeah, yeah. You can't see the boots of the. Uh, you can't see the, the ball side. the other side of the pitch. <gasps> yeah. Isn't there a? Well, that is the drainage, though, isn't it? That, that is was the, that's the defender's that's excuse, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> isn't there one in Brazil that has a tree in it? That, that rings a bell. Like that that, that yeah. does ring a bell. One else. I mean, that is a severe impairment. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> I quite like the novelty of it, though. Unless it's in the home goal. You'd be yeah. loving that. Maybe, maybe this is the future. There'll be obstacles on the pitch as well. Yeah. Just mix it up. Make it uh, well, well, Harry Kane has had a terrible 2018. Yeah, rubbish. Dreadful. Awful. Dreadful. <laughs> Started, well, he was on the bench, uh, missing out on scoring three successive hat-tricks in English League football. A feat not managed. Managed since uh, 1946. Yeah. That was a start. I mean, that's one of those ones that I hit. Do you know? Yeah. Um, do you know who that was in 1946? Ah, uh, it, it was Stephen Archibald Vanderbottom. I don't either, but I think Marcus would have known that. Yeah, he would have. Because <laughs> he would have known that. Oh, he's yeah. not here, is he? No. I'm the new dad. He'll text me out later. I'm your new dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Kane had a bit of an illness, didn't he? Cold. He had a cold. Yeah. 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 Everyone's, had a, everyone's had a dose of that this uh, Christmas, haven't they? But Pete, listen, you do not want to be playing in that sort of weather with the cold. Absolutely. No, he sniffles. Oh, he got the sniffles. Just had to make do with an absolute. Absolutely world class assist, didn't they? Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> he's all right. Well, it was it was miserable, absolutely miserable. But they, they, the Sw- Swansea, it looked like one of those matches where um, Swansea play so deep and they know how to kind of stifle play in the in yard box, and yeah. Spurs still managed to find a way yeah, through. So I mean, that, that that bodes well for the rest of the season. Yeah, Lorente's goal not off, for Swansea. Let's for them, which is, it must be incredibly frustrating for mm. Swansea. But obviously, you know, Spurs deserve the win. But Swansea look better, don't they? They've got a bit more attacking verve and, and Carvalho. Mm. Carval- has come in and mm. uh, and and I guess just said to them, look, we're an we're an attack minded squad. Let's let's use that. Let's yeah. just be a, let's just be a bit more confident. Let's mm. go for it in terms of trying to get ourselves out of this because it's a that's more been enjoyable a... way to play as Absolutely. well. Surely, but Swansea have been a bit like. Oh, they just a bit plodding this season. Do you know what I mean? Well, they've, they, they've taken all their goals out of their team. Absolutely, You've literally, almost surgically removed the goals from their team. Mm. But there's there's no reason that you can't put that back in. You can't use the impetus to go. Look, any of us can score a goal. Let's just go for this. We're going to fight our way out of this. And I, I but I the really problem like... is, though, Jim, some of the players aren't as good. Well, very much so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not saying <laughs> it's going to be easy. Hurt, that's what's hurting them. Very, very but, much but, so. Um, I, 
I guess the, the, the issue was always going to be, the question was always going to be, can Carlos Carvajal improve them? Mm. And if so, can he improve them enough? Now, the problem is, they, Sigurdsson's gone and Lorente's gone, and, and that's really all they've got. Mm. That's all they had going mm. forward. I mean, they'll, they'll be able to scrap around and pick up results here and there, but you can't see, despite the fact that Carvajal's improved them a bit, which wasn't, being, being, being totally honest, wasn't that difficult... Um, he can't. Imp- I don't think he can improve them anywhere near enough. They scored something like thirteen goals in the Premier League. This yeah, their, their goal difference is minus twenty-one, and they're rooted to the bottom of the table. Yeah. and we talk about like the mid-table and, and the bottom of the league being up for grabs. Effectively, everyone can beat everyone else. Mm. It's quite quite tight. Um, Swansea, I think, is probably one of the exceptions to that particular rule because they've just they've given themselves such a hill to climb, mm. such a mountain to climb. Um, you know, I, I think Swansea and West Brom will be relegated, and mm. I think you, you've got one other ch- club to choose from, from, from right. for the third one. I would say. I, I actually think I know people are going to laugh because I'm a Portsmouth fan. I think Southampton might be in real trouble. If you yeah. looked at the newspapers this morning, yeah, um, it's still gone under the radar. But the um, the chairman at Southampton gave Poch- um, Pellegrino a vote of confidence after the Crystal really? Palace game. So right. no, yeah, he's the man for the job. Shane Long came out in the newspapers after scoring his first goal since in almost a year, saying, yeah, the confidence in the squad is so low, it's really difficult. Mm. We've got to try and get our way out of it. They're in big trouble, Southampton. Absolutely. I mean, so, so that it doesn't keep going under the radar, should we implement some sort of Luke Moore Southampton radar? Yeah. Just because we wouldn't want Just any Southampton fans off. to miss yeah. out on what's going on there. <laughs> should I come in every day? Yeah, yeah. Every, every day. day. Yeah. Southampton yeah. Corner, just a little mini five-minute podcast just to pre see what's been going on in Let's in do it like the shipping forecast. Yes. We'll call it the Southampton forecast. Yeah. <laughs> Southampton forecast, yeah. terrible. Danger of relegation, high. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, West Brom uh, get relegated, will Pardew leave it to Carver? To get them relegated, yeah, he'll, he'll yeah, leave. Yeah. He'll just leave them, and then Raffle will take over two matches before the end. Of the no, what about Pardew says to to Carver? Tell you what, I'll take care of Premier League relegation. <laughs> you want to do Championship relegation? Yeah, exactly. Poor old West Brom. Ah, dreadful. Mm. Uh, well, uh, we've talked about the um, uh, the Spurs situation. Spurs are going to be playing uh, West Ham uh, tonight at Wembley Stadium, so it'll be and interesting to see how that one pans out. You'll know by tomorrow. So, and then do they not play um, Wimbledon at home in the FA Cup? Yeah, that's yeah, correct. Thirty Wimbledon. years after Wimbledon's final at Wembley, not bad. Is it Wimbledon back at Wembley thirty years on? How do you expect us to stop saying the word narrative? All those people out there (laughs) complain when football throws up that sort of narrative. I know, right? Wait for the have they been to Wembley since? Probably for a playoff or something. Crazy gang, the crazy gang against Liverpool. Yeah, all of it. (laughs) Ah. For Shanu, tell you what, Davison Sanchez looks like part of the crazy gang at the moment. He's lucky not to be sent off. (laughs) They they subbed him off. They did what they do at Sunday League. Sub him off. (laughs) Sub him off. Get rid of himself. His head's gone. His head's gone. Probably covered a hell of a lot of ground on the bench. So quick. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, best of the rest of the draws in uh, the FA Cup I think it's fair to say Man City versus Burnley uh, and Man United I've written Man United versus Burnley that's not true they're playing Derby yeah, they're aren't playing they? Derby so uh, there we go that's, uh, the, that's another um, that's another Friday nighter isn't it Pete or possibly Saturday morning any interest I mean I thought this would be right up your street any interest in the Michael Essien statue mm. I am big on this statue yeah. it looks Somebody said it looks a bit like, it looks like Grace Jones because he's got big yeah. old cheekbones. I, I think, think it looks good. I think it's great because a, a lot of people have been tweeting us about this, comparing it to the, the Ronaldo statue and the, the Maradona one, the Michael Jackson one, all the various ridiculous football statues. But I think this one is supposed to look abstract, isn't it? Well, it's, it's supposed stylized, to look like a cartoon, it? Yeah. yeah. It was interesting that it doesn't have, I don't think it's got club badge, but it's got, sorry, club badge. I said badge. Yeah, um, you didn't. <laughs> club badge. Um, but uh, it's got Samsung written on it. Yeah. Which I quite like. Yeah. And um, also, uh, but also, the thing that I find weird is that it hasn't been there for a while because his forehead looks a bit scratched. It looks like it's been there for a while. It, it was one of Weathered. those, from what I read... It's an acra, isn't it? Yeah, a, a cry. It wasn't, but it wasn't... A cry. It wasn't... Um, 
it wasn't like announced or anything. It no, was there, no. Right? There was no Someone presentation or anything like that. Well, it, it looks. I mean, it looks like a very. Um, there's no ceremony into where it's located as well. The picture's been taken. The Maradona one in Calcutta is absolutely dreadful. <laughs> yeah, it looks <laughs> terrible. Did we talk about that? It looked like the um, one of those video um, video game lemmings from back in the day. Remember yeah. lemmings? I'd yeah. Love the, I love the thought of just commissioning a statue of someone and just leaving it somewhere. Yeah. I think perhaps we should do this. <laughs> Get in touch with your suggestions. Yeah. Anthony Gormley style. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, well. Uh, Preston. I want to talk about Preston's uh, Kevin uh, Kevin O'Connor. Oh, yeah. Mm. He, uh, he this is up, amazing. He popped over to see his fam in, uh, in, in Ireland, I believe, and uh, he won one million euro on the uh, Irish lottery. What a story. Well, it's, it's better than that. He was given it as a present by an uncle. Oh, is that right? Sometimes people give lottery tickets as presents in, in cars. Fantastic. Yeah, and he, he actually was back in England by the time he discovered this. Right. Um, yeah. His mum had seen that the, the winner was from the area, so she mm. called him up and said, Check your ticket. Check your ticket. Yeah, and I, I think he took ages to even do it. And he, he realised <laughs> he'd, he'd won this, this money before before whatever game they had and just sort of had to like really quickly put it out of his mind. But the problem is, uh, the, the, the football he plays, he plays at championship level, obviously, and he, and he obviously, he's a young man. Yeah. Um, so he Probably has never had that amount of money in his life, but no. we assume because he's a footballer. Oh, this is another piling yeah. on a lot. Dropping the ocean. Dropping yeah, the ocean of what I he guess, has. Yeah, a young championship footballer, who knows what they do. I'm sure it's probably very decent, but uh, yeah, he's, he's going to have enjoyed that. It's a Merry Christmas. <laughs> I, I wish I'd seen him play, and I, well, I haven't, and I wish he wasn't very good, uh, which I'm sure he is, because then I could go. Oh, he's won the lottery getting a contract at Preston. Have you seen him? Hey! <laughs> oi, oi! But I can't, so I have to manufacture it. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Uh, Luke Moe, it's time uh, at this point of the show, we usually do the best bet with Bet365. What is it this week? Yes, it is time for that. I'm obviously been kicked, kicking and screaming out of the hot seat for my yeah. poor performance Get last out. time around. So step forward, Mr. Ed Langley, who says, Hi, Ramblers. I love third round weekend and being a supporter of a championship side, I'm looking forward to a few EFL sides nicking wins or at least replays off their more fancied opponents. One fixture that particularly stands out is the Mourinho slaying Bristol City up against the out-of-form Watford. My best bet for, um, for this week mm-hmm. with Bet365 is Bristol City to either win or draw at Vicarage Road, paying 8-5 to five with Bet365, meaning your stake of £50. We'll return £130, including stake, for Prostate Cancer UK. Hopefully we'll add some intrigue to an already intriguing weekend and raise some money for a good cause. Thanks for that, Ed. You're absolutely right. The odds are correct. Um, £50 on that with Bet365. We'll return £130, including stake. All proceeds go to Prostate Cancer UK, and you must be over the age of 18 to gamble and do gamble responsibly. And for more information, go to begambleaware.org. So that's Bristol City to either win or draw at Vicarage Road this weekend in the cup. Good luck, that man in the hot seat. Can we have, Jim Campbell, some looking ahead to the weekend? We please? certainly, certainly can, Peter Donaldson. Because mm. um, it's Ma- a good weekend of football. It Coming up, it's every cup weekend. Like all of them are, but this one in particular. Mark <laughs> Hill's going to kick us off, saying right. uh, Arsenal getting a dodgy penalty given against them and Wenger increasing the meltdown threat level to DEFCON 2. I think that's <laughs> it. I think this might run and run. It, it would be. I mean, I know you're an Arsenal fan, Jim, but take yourself out of that sphere of influence for the moment. If they do get like a really dodgy one against them this weekend, it would be funny. If this was happening to Spurs, I'd be laughing along with everyone else. Yeah, or, or any club, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Arsenal are a pretty good cup side, though. They can usually kind of course their way yeah, yeah. to the semis, at least. Indeed, we, we <laughs> shall see. Um, so there's Ian May is saying, I'm looking forward to seeing if Jose takes the FA Cup seriously. Will he play a full-strength side in the press conference, or will Nicky Butt be up there as Jose needs to be rested for next week's big press conference versus Mark Hughes? <laughs> now, perhaps a clue to how seriously Jose might take, might take this comes here from Gaz Smart who says, looking forward to Man United's first non 
televised FA Cup game in 12 years. Yeah. A run spanning 58 games. Yeah. Surely a fitting indictment on Jose Mourinho's attractive brand of football. Is that true? Mourinho, yeah. will, wow. Mourinho will moan about that probably. Here's, mm. a, here's a Morsa Dama's prediction for you. I think Mourinho will be gone by June. Gone by June. Gone yeah. by June. Yeah. So That's you, an so official Nostradamus yeah. prediction. Out there. Okay. So you're not saying end of May, just June. It'll be gone by June. By well, June. there's, there's yeah, been talk. Yeah. There's been reports of you know people whispering uh, as much as this counts as a report of uh, you know the idea that he might leave in the summer. So and he's you know he's right, dousing well. the flames of that, but it's out there. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll go even Ooh. further. I reckon Mourinho will leave Man United and he'll be gone before the final game of the season. Come on! Oh, big! Come oh. on, Luke Moore. That's the biggest one yet. If you pull that off. It's be a too track. spectacular. It's too much of a spectacular climb because because mm. his game is the press conference. His game is you know the the, the during the season kind of flip out, isn't it? So yeah. I but, think it's too you public. Know, but it happened with Chelsea, you know, twice. Mm. He, he can make his position untenable. It's, it's I, I think if anyone know, can make his position possible. untenable, it's Jose. Right. We've got one more from Phil Gidman, who frankly needs to calm down. <laughs> Phil says, um, party popper emoji, party popper emoji, plane emoji, plane emoji. Mounting the party planes of Mother Russia. No, I don't mean get inside. I mean ride that bad boy like a standard pleb. I mean straddling it like John Wayne with a pocket full of whistles and cheap shit that I've collected from Duff Christmas crackers. Would have been the double-decker, but Captain Spelzy struggles to gather the finances with the Paradise Paper scandal. Let's smash Group G. Go to bed, Phil. <laughs> Phil Calm I down. I can't figure out whether he's had too much Christmas pot or not enough. Yeah. <laughs> or too much Christmas cheese, possibly, and he's writing that in his sleep. Yeah. yeah. Something, <laughs> something isn't right. <laughs> you can never have too much Christmas cheese. Well, if <laughs> we are very much the Christmas cheese of the podcasting yeah. world, I think it's yeah. fair to say. Uh, well, are we done? We're pretty much done, aren't yeah. we? Yeah, let's get out of here for crying out loud. Thank you so much for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. A sentence I could not say at the start of the show, but I've eased myself in. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. ring ready, so to speak. I'm very pleased for you now, mate. Well done, mate. Don't be rude. <laughs> I can't do two things. I can't horse and press the buttons. It's very confusing, this damn thing. It's Chris! No! <laughs> Oh my oh, god. Mate. Shall we end like that or shall we end like this? Let's get out of here, people. Thank you so much for joining me, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, Luke Moore. Got there in the end, didn't we, Pete? Yeah, we, we did, we did. Marcus is not back for another week. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show. Sushi. <laughs> the sushi. Sushi, which I think might be wine. Welcome to the Football Ramble Pew. <laughs> I just. What was that even going to be? I don't know. Pube show. Pube show. <laughs> Welcome to the Football Ramble Pube Show. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.